Right, and welcome everybody. This is What's Up For You, and it is September 12th, 2023. So um, before we get started today, I just want to um, have everybody kind of sink into an energy that you might not be necessarily, um, well, maybe you're feeling it and not knowing what's going on or what's uh, what's happening. Maybe it's just something that's bubbling up and you're not equating it with anything other than your own experience. My guess is, is that um, if you are not feeling it, your children, especially if they're energetically sensitive, are definitely feeling it. Um, so let's just, before we even start with the questions, let's just dip in um, and this will sound funny, but I'm just going to ask you to, I'm just going to point energetically to a particular place or a particular circumstance that's happening energetically. It literally is happening in all kinds of worlds and all kinds of realities. So it's not necessarily anything that we could physically put our finger on necessarily, but it has huge ramifications for positive change coming. And um, so just, just close your eyes for a moment. And I'm just gonna energetically point to a place or maybe a space, a feeling. And just let your hearts take you right there. Mine doesn't know what the heck we're doing or what's going on here, but that's okay. There you go, keep right there. Make the target a little bit bigger and you guys just dip into that point. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So we all know the phrase kind of like that before there's a big restructuring, there can be chaos. And we've all been experiencing chaos one way or another, internally, externally. The kids have definitely been noticing it. Um, you know, if you're energetically sensitive yourself, you know it as well. And so that chaos has been taking place, but a lot of times we've been perceiving that chaos as something that is quote unquote wrong with the world, wrong with ourselves, wrong with our children. Um, and it's just simply not true. It's again, there are bigger energies that are reconfiguring. And when they reconfigure, they can feel like chaos. And when they come into that restructure, when they do restructure, everything is new, you might say, or everything is what was available or what wasn't available before is now available. And that's a little bit what this energy looks like. It's really coming from everywhere, other worlds, other realities, other dimensions. Um, and, and it impacts every single one of us, bigger worlds, bigger, bigger cycles, impacting 
uh, smaller cycles and those smaller cycles happen to be our lives right now, you know? So there's a lot shifting and changing. Yep. So again, let's just dip into that energy one more time and then we'll go ahead and take whatever questions um, you have and or that may might've, you know, risen to the surface because of this conversation. So let's just dip in again. And we're not dipping into the chaos, we're dipping into the, the calm or the restructure. What's available now? There we go. There we go. Good, good touch point. All right, good place to start. So where are we going, Miss Sharon? We are going to go with this one. My daughter Isabel is eight years old, nonverbal, happy, loving, and free spirit. Over the last six to nine months, she has tried to not want to keep her clothes on or started to not want to keep her clothes on. Everywhere in public, I barely keep them on. And when she gets in the car, she takes them off. She, um, the mother and uh, the dad go, this is a difficult phase and sometimes they pass, but this one is not passing. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes the mom will wait until uh, the daughter falls asleep and then she'll put the clothes on and she shimmies them off in the morning. Uh, she walks around with a blanket and likes to cocoon herself with, with the blankets and the big pillows. She loves the water, will take multiple baths, play out back with the water hose. And she is just memorized, mesmerized by it. Mm -hmm. I talk and explain to her why the importance of wearing clothes and how can I help her manage the situation better? I don't know what else to do. Thank you. Okay. So um, let's just, we're going to just talk directly to Isabella and just see if we can. Um, it's, it's like there's a difference between the world and reality that she is tuned into, you might say. And, you know, what's, you might say, necessary or the norm for, you know, planet Earth, right? And, and societal kind of, uh, I'll say recommendations, not demands. Yep. So, Isabella, there's, you're feeling the energy of peeling away literally everything that is not who we are in truth, right? And so you're representing that as the peeling away of your, your clothing, you know, like you're literally taking it again, over and over again, right back down to that, that baby body suit, that baby um, coming into the world in all of its innocence and all of its purity you're kind of demonstrating to us that that's exactly what has been going on within the collective, or at least that's the attempt um, to get the collective back to this place of their own purity, their own innocence. Yep. Um, their own capacity to transform from what they have been in that caterpillar phase to that butterfly. Yep. 
And here you are in your cocoon, all wrapped up in your innocence, in your purity, um, stripped, literally stripped down to the bare essence of what you are in truth. And we thank you wholeheartedly for that demonstration, for that um, exploration, for that for that truth. And it is also true that you can, you no longer need to demonstrate that to us. We're hearing you, we're valuing that, we're appreciating you showing us that that's what the intent is. And we're also suggesting that in this world, in this reality, according to this norm, it is supportive of you um, being clothed. Yeah, being clothed. And it in no way takes away what you've demonstrated to us. We, we will, as a collective here, your parents will um, honor what you've been demonstrating what you've been showing, we'll all invite ourselves to peel back those layers and kind of return to a certain degree of innocence, um, you know, to whatever our capacity is. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything? Yeah. Okay. All right. So she's, um, one of the things I would say to her is pretty much what I just said to her. I would say it in its shortest form where you, you are just simply thanking her for demonstrating. She doesn't have a way of verbally necessarily communicating or even understanding everything that she's picking up. So as we verbally say to her, thank you very much for showing us the stripping back of um of everything that's not us you know literally thank you for showing us that purity can prevail here yep and just say it out loud as if she understands absolutely every single thing that you're saying and then give it a day or so and see what she decides to put on okay thank you all right my son, Dominic, feels, often feels resistance towards doing many activities that the rest of the family wants to do and that he usually ends up enjoying. And it creates a lot of discomfort and frustration for everyone in our family, including for himself. It also creates uh, what feels like we versus him situations, even though we are trying to be supportive and encouraging. How can we better honor his needs as well as ours while helping him through any resistance regarding doing those activities? Thank you for your valuable guidance. So again, um, these kiddos, no matter how you slice it, are inviting us to other they're inviting us always to other experiences, to other worlds, to other realities. Again, we don't always know what those other worlds or other realities are. And very often our human minds just kind of go, I don't get it. You know, why, why does, why does 
he not want to do what we want to do? Why can he not tell us what he wants us to do? Right. So, um, so let's just start there. One of the things that I would say here is let's just first acknowledge and no blame, no shame, no guilt. We're, we're all human beings. We have this population of children who are showing up who are so, I mean, literally like a different species. I mean, it's like so different than what we've experienced before and the children that have come through us that we have very little understanding of what their worlds are really like. And so talk about trial and error, you know, I mean, or trial by fire, this is, it's tricky. And so first, we're just going to acknowledge that it's tricky. Second, we're going to acknowledge that we, maybe even as a family, it's natural and organic to invite our children to participate in that family. And we also occasionally want to acknowledge that these kids that are hanging out somewhere else are also inviting us to participate somewhere else, right? So it's not always about the invitation as to what we feel is important or what, or even wanting him to participate. The part, um, the part for him where you say he even feels frustrated by not being able to participate, that's a yes and a no. He feels frustrated about not wanting to participate because it would be so much easier if he just wanted to, if he just could, but he can't because his focal point and his energetic focus, you might say, is somewhere altogether different. So, so let's create a little bit of a bridge here. Again, I would say to him out loud, I would say to him, we understand that you are participating somewhere else, that you can't always bring yourself to participate where we're participating, or even enjoy the same kinds of things that we enjoy. I would just say to him, we acknowledge that some of the things that you enjoy, we can't even fathom yet. We don't even know. Yeah. And uh, I, again, I mean, I know I can feel it in our bodies where it feels a little bit weird to say things like that out loud. And it, it feels a little bit strange to even maybe sometimes be speaking out loud to somebody that we're not sure what they understand, what they don't understand, if they're hearing us, if they're processing us, processing it. When you start speaking, when we all start speaking directly to the situation, directly to the consciousness that these kids are holding, I promise you, they will hear it. I promise you, they will know it, what you're saying. Um, and they will typically respond by giving you some insight, however they can give it to you, as to ways in which you can participate in their worlds as well as them participating in yours. It's, think about this as, think about this as people from two different realities altogether trying to coexist in the same space. Yeah, and 
the the things that we find enjoyable, you know, as kind of these grounded human beings. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with what he feel, finds enjoyable, which might be being in other worlds and other realities and not necessarily being focused in this one. We just want to, instead of have it go one way, come, come and enjoy what we do. We want there to be at least a little bit of give and take of show me what you enjoy, right? And you can literally just say that to him. You know, I, just just acknowledge that, you know, we don't even know what he enjoys half the time, you know, and you but you would like to know you would like to be exposed to that. You would be you would like to be invited into that world so that you have access to it so that you can play in that playground, just like you're asking him to play in in this one. Yeah. And the more we have those really direct, frank kind of communications and conversations, assuming that he has his own world to play in and that he's he's doing just that, what you'll notice is those two worlds will come together much more easily, much more effortlessly. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that's helpful. All right, this one is... I have a strong itchy sensation in the lower part of my body that I know is linked to the intensity of energy moving through there. It is also linked to my arms, hands, like a compulsion. Could you describe what you see energetically as I'd like to know how best to work with this? Thank you. What it looks like is, you know, um, it almost looks like something that used to be solid, like something that used to be a structure or a condition of your reality that is starting to shake itself loose. Yep. And it's almost like I can almost hear it as a bit of a rumbling. And we're not trying to put that structure back together. That structure is coming unglued, you might say, for a reason. And um, very timely, very appropriate. It's almost like it's almost like a lot of that lower chakra energy for you is just simply shaking loose. And um, we can keep it as simple as that. And as it shakes loose, it's it is going to run up through the body, up through the heart, down through the arms. It's gonna it's going to shake loose the way you give and receive information. Um, that's all looks like it's taking place too. There might also be some tension in your, in your upper arms or in your shoulders or even in your heart. It's like those parts of your body, instead of seeing them as parts of your body, let's seeing them as energetic templates, you know, the heart, you know, Every human being on the planet, you know, holds certain configurations within their heart, protective mechanisms. Everybody on the planet has a way in which they were taught to give and receive information. And a lot of that is held in the structure of the lower chakras, right? What we, what we took in from the lower chakras is usually the imprinting um, of 
of being here, right? That's all starting to shake loose for you now. <laughs> so, and I know in my own experience, there are moments I'm like, no, I don't want that to shake loose. I want to hold on to that. It's like, it's how I know myself or all I can say to you, my dear, is let it shake loose because you're getting ready. I mean, your heart's starting to open in ways it probably has never opened before. And you're starting to, you're going to notice a giving and receiving in life that you might not have had access to before. So um, yeah, let it, let it, you know, rock and roll. Um, and what I will say too, is even a little bit of movement of some sort, especially hips, legs, you know, arms, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, dancing, shaking, get on a trampoline and bounce, 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 bounce a little bit. And all you're doing there is the body is just kind of stating its agreement to the movement that's taking place energetically anyway. It's going to happen one way or the other. It's just that you could align with it and and you know, just move it along and kind of be in joy in that process. Um, if you'd like to do some of those movement things too. Yeah. Yeah. Hope that helps. Very cool. I have a feeling you're completely tuned into this bigger energetic field that I keep seeing too, because um yeah, it just looks like it's ramping up in you. So all right. My autistic son is 15. He was he was, has, in some degree, always had some struggle finding his words. When he became a teenager, he so he was so affected by the pressure at school and couldn't keep up with school or connect with pairs, other pairs at all. He lost his ability to express himself and still struggles with his verbal communication. Do you have any advice on how we can help him? Yeah. So, again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again today. First, we're going to go to honoring, right? We're going to honor the fact that at a time when most kids are getting conditioned by the pressures of high school, getting conditioned by the pressures of societal norms, pressured by the um, sensitivities or insensitivities of, you know, human nature by that point, your son's immediate, I'll say, might feel like a reaction is can't do that. Something bigger in him is going, mm -mm, we're not going there. We're not engaging. His human self, his human mind might go, I really want to participate. I really want to have friends. I really want to interact in that world. But the bigger part of him, the essence of him is saying, no, your energy is, is too important here. The, the clarity of that frequency that you are is too important here to engage in maybe a lesser version of what it is to be human. Um, you know, so you're not going there. Yep. And so first we're going to honor that um, he's hearing every word we're saying. So um, we're going to honor the fact that something bigger within him 
is holding him in a particular position so that he does not get uh, looking for the right word. Hold on a second. So that he does not become unduly influenced by the energy of separation. Yeah. Which happens naturally and organically to most human teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Especially if they haven't been taught to trust and honor and love themselves prior to that experience. Yeah. So he's been protected, you might say. And I would say that to him. I would say there's a bigger part of you that's almost taking over right now. Not to punish you. Not to make you feel less than your peers. But to hold you in a position so that your peers can come to you instead of the other way around. Yeah. It's interesting going into light language right now because he's got a lot of it that goes through his head. Um, and so there is a, there is a level of, oh, that's what, there is a level of communication that's going on between he and his peers, but he's in charge of that communication. It's almost like he's inviting them to a broader part of themselves. And so it's almost like the verbal communication got shut down for a while. When you say this to him, when you explain to him what's going on, when you value the fact that, that something bigger within him did come in to shut that, that I'm going to call it lesser communication off, um, you might notice the moment that we value that, that that verbal communication can also start coming back into play because again, he's not going to be swayed by it. It's he's going to be using it for what it's there for, which is to help, you might say, elevate some of his peers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have some important people in my life. I act learn and evolve few people few people when share my learnings join and travel along with me but others resist and stay where they are and their behaviors serve no good how should I approach this without getting affected let them choose their lives and you choose yours you know it's like again the human self says but 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 <laughs> you know I want them to be um, I want them to know what I know or see what I see. And all I can say to you is that the more we, again, just like we've been talking about with the kids, the more we honor where somebody is as their path, as their direction, the more we give ourselves permission to honor our own. And you might not notice that people will ebb and flow, especially right now. There are so many, there are so many things shifting and changing energetically that we will never be 
consciously aware of. So we have no idea what's impacting somebody else's reality right now. So they might not need to back up and move away for a while so that they can get their own footing and then come back in. Um, and so the more we can allow that ebb and flow, uh, the more everybody will kind of sync up with their own, um, yeah, their own journeys. Yeah. Yeah. We are recently noticing our non-speaking child showing short-lived bursts of anger. What is my child trying to tell me when he impulsively grabs pinches quick to react for no apparent reasons? What can I do energetically to serve him and myself better? Thank you. Well, first, let's acknowledge that, I mean, I, I'll say this a lot in, in um, you know, this forum and in mentorships and other classes and things like that. I mean, to me, behavior really is the highest form of communication. So let's take behavior for what behavior is. It's like, you know, it sounds to me like you're talking about, you know, anger, frustration, irritation. And we can only imagine that somebody who did not have the, if you're, let me say it like this. If your child was, had landed on a planet where everybody was telepathic, and everybody was energetically aware and sensitive and moving with the ebb and flow of energy. And if you or we were the only verbal speakers on that planet, and we were trying to get them to understand us, we can acknowledge pretty darn quickly that that might be pretty frustrating right? That might be pretty overwhelming. We might get so frustrated, in fact, that we pinch or kick or even lash out at, you know, somebody else for not getting us. I mean, I, I think about, I don't know why this brings this up, but I had a mentor for a while that, you know, used to say those cryptic things that my mental mind just could not get a hold of. And so I would ask a question, the mentor would say something that was almost like a, a puzzle, you know, a word puzzle. And I would, my mental mind would get so frustrated, like, I, and literally one day just like, boom, like slammed my hand down on the table. I go, just tell me the answer, you know, just give me the answer. And he said, that's not the point, you know, that's not the point. And so all I'm suggesting here is that one, there is a lot of frustration because the reality of, of his existence is much more subtle than the reality of the rest of our existences. And when he goes to try to communicate that, in a subtle way, you know, through his behaviors, somebody tries to fix his behavior. The problem is, is that his behavior doesn't need to be fixed as much as it needs to be understood. Yeah. And so 
so even stepping back and you know putting ourselves in his shoes just for a moment it so rarely happens with this population you know um it you know on the one hand we give it lip service professionals i know out in the world give it lip service but but again to actually place ourselves in that scenario if we were in their world instead of them in our world what might we be experiencing and the very act of just acknowledging wow this is could be so horrifically challenging and we all think that the answer is for them to be just more verbally communicative you know for them to just be able to do what we do and then everything will be okay but just like my mentor said that would miss the point right if if we just fixed it just you know the answer is everybody verbally communicates just the way everybody else does and then it's quote unquote easy unfortunately we would miss the point and the point is our own evolution it's our own ability to put ourselves in shoes that we've never had to put ourselves in yeah and the moment that we do what you'll notice is it takes the pressure off the separation between his world and our our world and then that energy of communication can one way or another is going to flow yeah either you're more telepathic or he's more verbally communicative and <clears throat> i see it happen over and over and over again when we just say what is and i i would also say to him you know one you know i really appreciate that this must be hugely challenging and you're not pinching kicking hitting and for no reason i mean this is extremely frustrating for you and i would also say i i really would like more information about how that feels for you can you show that to me in a dream can you can you give me that insight because we only need to feel it once to move into this place of deep love compassion and understanding and once we do the pathways of connection and communication are opened in pretty amazing ways yeah yeah hope that helps yeah all right this question is when i try to pause and be present i still have the constant negative crap going on in the back of my mind. I am also having a hard time even doing visualizations with meditation. It's like the light won't flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So, so again, in what happens is we have an experience <clears throat> and that experience is whatever it is. The experience itself is not really any big deal. what happens next is what our mind makes that mean you know our mind kind of goes oh i'm crap at meditating or i'll never get where i'm think i'm supposed to be going or <clears throat> excuse me or you know it, the mind goes crazy at that point you know literally tries to figure everything out 
And so one of the things that I find helpful sometimes is, yes, the mind is going off or the body's going off. Everything's going off. Sometimes it feels like utter chaos, you know, and in those moments to the degree that we can just kind of go, okay, that's what's happening. That's, that's what, that's what is just watch it, witness it. You know, when the mind kind of starts telling stories about what it's watching or witnessing, you know, again, it's just a matter. Let's step back, step back, step back. Let's, let's just watch the mind. Yeah. And it's almost like you're turning the tables on the mind. The mind goes, I'm in control. I'm, I'm the one that I'm the one that knows everything, which is a joke in and of itself. You know, it's like well, the things that are going on right now. I mean, especially, I mean, I, I just like throw my hands up at this point and go, just show me what you want me to talk about. Just, you know, just show me what, what's there. And, um, but mentally trying to make sense out of it just doesn't work. So again, if we can just acknowledge that's what's happening you know, give yourself a break. Don't try to meditate. Just, I mean, just watch, just witness um, what's playing out on any given day. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it makes you smile. I mean, I'm not, I'm laughing because I watch myself in this same kind of scenario where you know, I'm closing my eyes to quote unquote, get something or, or, or even because I think that that's going to help somehow with my own evolutionary awareness or whatever. And I don't know about you, but the, the insights and the information never come that way. They literally just drop in. They literally just show up. It's almost like when the mind's allowed to do whatever the mind's doing, but I'm just not really paying attention to it. Something else can slide in. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful to you or not, but I would just watch, just, just watch and witness. Um, yeah. Let's see. I now recognize that I have been integrating autism as an adult. I'm aligned with my purpose and now ready to follow the next chapter of my calling as a sound healer. Mm -hmm. I know it is not my path to fit in, but sometimes stepping out feels overwhelming after hiding who I am for so <laughs> long. Can you offer any encouragement? Uh, maybe we should just hug each other <laughs> because that's, uh, I mean, again, just, I can so relate to that, not necessarily the diagnosis of autism, although sometimes I have my moments of wondering, but that, that, that part of hiding ourselves, you know, in order to fit in, I think, I mean, we could acknowledge that that's not just that that's not just the energy of autism that's the ener energy of hum of our human nature you know and it really speaks to the fact that for lifetimes for eons we have been conditioned to fit in from a place of it was like that was our safety yep in order to fit in to belong 
was our safety. And, and I would suggest that, that to belong is still our safety. But the, the shift is, the change is, what is it that we are belonging to? Yep, are we belonging to ourselves? Are we belonging to what we are in truth? Which really kind of, I would say, begets a deep sense of inner safety. Or do we belong to the fitting in of that separation energy? And so every time in your own mind where there's that anxiety or that fear or that stress around, you know, I'm not going to fit in, let's add a little bit to that. You're not going to fit into that separation energy. That's true. You are going to fit into or feel safe within the essence of your own being. And the more you, the more that's your guide, the more you're identifying with what you are in truth, instead of identifying what you've been conditioned to identify as. Yeah. And so, so it's a, every time that anxiety comes up, you know, I don't, know if this is helpful but for me I'm like that's a good time for me to ask myself now what am I again who am I in truth what do I have to contribute you know what what's there what's available um the more we start asking ourselves those questions the more we start aligning with that and the easier it gets to step through yeah to step through I had um I don't know, you guys probably have heard of Michael Singer wrote The Untethered Soul and um, Living Untethered, The Surrender Experiment. And I've been listening to some of his information again. And the other day I was sitting out meditating and, um, you know, I was just watching my thoughts go by. And, and then all of a sudden I heard what I thought was his voice. And he said, it said, he said, why would you want to be, why would you want to be anything that you're not, is what I heard going through my head. And verbally out loud, I said, well, I wouldn't, you know, it's like, no, I wouldn't. And, but again, it's like the minute that the mental mind aligns with that truth, it's like, why would any of us want to be anything that we're not? Yep. And this really includes the kids too. It's like, why do we want them to be anything that they're not? They function completely differently than we do. Why do we want them to be anything that they're not? Yeah. So this is where we're going. And, and, and we've got this amazing wave of energy. We've got this amazing resorting, you might say, of energy that's coming right along and helping us catch that wave, you might say. Um, so yeah, I would ask yourself that question. Why would you want to be anything that you're not? All right. Maybe one, two questions. We'll see where we go. Okay. Um, I have been experiencing a lot of financial instability and fear ever since I left my marriage and I am raising my three daughters on my own two years ago. I feel like I am constantly alternating between feeling limitless and knowing there's infinite abund abundance and that I can accomplish anything to being extremely extreme scarcity and feeling like nothing will change me 
for me in this area. I feel caught up in a loop and not sure what I can see a way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I understand this one. Um, uh, let's see how I want to go at this. Hold on, on just a second. Um, so let's acknowledge for right now that both of those realities, let's say, coexist within you. you the, the abundance and interconnectedness of all things, you've got a good handle on the old imprinting of scarcity or lack, you also have a handle on. You know, it's like both of those coexist within your reality and quite frankly within just about anybody's reality who lives on planet earth because this is a big one so so it has nothing to do with you being right or wrong or good or bad or any of that that's we'll take that out of the mix yep we all got conditioned into uh somebody just literally i just got stopped that's crazy i never had that happen hold on a second that has never happened. Um, okay, get a kind of mind. All right, so so we all got conditioned into separation from ourselves, and the minute we get conditioned into separation for, from ourselves, we are now in scarcity, right? We're now in lack, lack of ourselves. So you already have this other energy coming in of abundance, the interconnectedness of all things, the, that energy you've already worked, uh, you've already aligned with or connected to that energy as well. So one of the things that might be helpful is when the scarcity energy comes up, Again, instead of making that mean anything about you whatsoever, personally, because it doesn't, anywhere where that old story starts to play out, you can do one of two things. You can, you know, thank it, you know, thank you very much for showing me that that's there. And I choose this. So that's one way to pivot that energy. Um the other way to pivot that energy is to when you have that feeling of scarcity, most of us have been taught that that's a quote unquote bad feeling. And so we want to push it away. We want to get rid of it. Yep. So instead of pushing it away and trying to get rid of that feeling, when you're having that overwhelming feeling of you know, I'm a single mom with three kids and their lives are, you know, their livelihood and their well-being is part of, you know, your responsibility when that story plays out and that energy starts happening. Let's let's bring that energy closer. Let's, okay, yep, it, that energy is allowed to be there. It's allowed to be felt through your body. It doesn't need to be the master of your body but it's allowed to be felt. So to draw it in really close, it's almost like, um, you know, it's like, it's like this. Um, My youngest daughter, sometimes as children do, 
would come in and she just would want to be an antagonist. You know, she just wanted to, to poke and push and whatever. And I'd get really frustrated with that energy every now and again. And I would just grab her and hug her. Like I would just pull her in really close. And when, so she's trying to antagonize me. She's trying to make me angry, frustrated, whatever, you know, trying to get a rise out of me. And, and my response is to pull her in and hug her. And I don't know why that was my response, but it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about here. It's like the mind will come up or that old energy will come up and it tries to put you back in your place. It tries to antagonize you, you might say. And instead of trying to push it away and, and push back against it, you're just grabbing it and go, come on in, baby, come on in. Let me hold you. Let me hug you. Come on in. Let's get close. Yeah. Let's get real close. Yeah. So instead of pushing it out and that, that energy is coming up as a separation mechanism, right? It's coming up from the mental state. It's coming up from a separation mechanism. And so it's almost like when you grab it and bring it in closer, you're unifying it. You're bringing it into oneness. Yeah. So just draw it close. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so, I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm just absolutely petrified that I'm going to, whatever the mind tells you is going to happen because of that. And then give yourself permission to just say, okay, you're allowed to be there. Okay, come in really close. Let, let me feel that even a little bit deeper. And I almost guarantee that it doesn't want to be felt deeper. That energy doesn't want to be felt deeper because when it's felt deeper, it's recognized for what it is. It wants to stay on the surface as a story. Yep, so I would just highly suggest it, it's gonna, this is gonna work for you. And it's going to work. You're, you have plenty of opportunity to practice, you know, because it shows up in the ebb and flow of this energy. Um, so we're just going to treat it differently when it does show up. And then it's just going to all merge into, oh, this opportunity, that opportunity. Do you want to do this? What about that? Yeah. Hope that's helpful. I'm excited for you, actually. <laughs> so practice. Yeah. All right. Uh, this will be the last question. Okay. Uh, I have backed off from my from trying to get my son into different therapies, and he is less stressed out and happier. I'm hoping that organically we will begin communicating better. When I try to talk to him, he puts his hand over my mouth in a way I feel like I've I feel like I've given up because I just can't force myself to try to do much with him anymore am I making a big mistake <laughs> oh first let's little love compassion and understanding yeah little love compassion and understanding it's like so and let's go right into this opportunity that's presented right it's you're noticing what you're noticing I think it's it's a Wonderful. I hear a lot of parents actually say this, um, that they just kind of get to a point where 
the level of frustration and overwhelm that is taking place is not worth, you know, the struggles of getting kids in the car and therapies that, you know, sometimes work and sometimes don't work and all those things. So um, let me see something here. When, when I feel that energy of him putting his hand over your lips, you know, it goes back to that, that old adage, you know, be still and know, be still and know. It's so, you know, have you ever, have you ever been in a space with somebody where you were comfortable enough with them to just be in the space with them, to not have to verbally communicate or interact or whatever. I almost feel like your next steps together are, I mean, even if you put your hand over your own mouth and close your eyes for a second, there's a there's an immediate stillness. Yep, there's an immediate dropping out of the the conversation here and dropping into the conversation that's in the heart. And my guess is just looking at this energetically is that that's what's on offer for the two of you now. And so instead of simply staying in frustration, um, irritation, whatever, for all the things that didn't work or, you know, all the stress that it's put on everybody, not, you know, not just him, you too. So first, love, compassion, understanding. Second, what is it, what does it actually feel like for you to put your hand over your own mouth, what naturally and organically happens? And can we allow that to happen now? Can we assume that the decision that you made is because, so is because this next piece wants to happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's why we're going to start with love, compassion, and understanding. Nobody did anything wrong. And then we move into, I mean, every time I do that, it actually feels really good. It's okay. Yeah, the mind might say, oh, he's silencing you or he's blah, blah, blah. Okay, let the mind just run its course. But if you literally just put your hand there, that energy drops down into the heart. And as I'm saying that, it's like your son's going, ah, oh. it's almost like, um, finally, you know, it's like peace, calm, relaxation, finally the space in which connection and communication can actually take place. Yeah. Yeah, I often think about from the standpoint of somebody being very energetically sensitive and somebody saying, do this, do that, say this, say that, say it in this way, say it in that way. Oh, it's like makes me panic. You know, it's like makes me panic if I put myself in those shoes. And whereas if we create a space within ourselves that is quiet doesn't it make sense that that is a field of information or that's a field that greater communication can take place in? Yeah, so yeah.
I hope that's helpful. Okay. Yeah, just last words. Okay, thanks. Well, first, thank you guys all for being here. And, um, you know, again, giving ourselves permission to, to recognize or realize that we're not, we're not getting anything wrong. Yep, we're, we're evolving at lightning speed. And that, that evolution, more often than not, feels extremely chaotic and the more often that we can kind of go back to some center or maybe even just state what is state what seems obvious wow you're really frustrated right now that's you know there's a lot of energy moving not the story beyond that but just let's state what's obvious the more we kind of get into the rhythm of stating what's obvious, this looks like chaos, this feels like chaos. Oh, wow, there was just a moment of stillness. I'm a little bit nervous about the decisions that I've been making. I wonder if those are true, you know, or if those are accurate or if those are the best ways forward. Well, it is the, it is the best way forward because it's exactly what's happening. And the more we can just stay with what is, stay with what is, the more we'll trust the process. Yeah? Yeah. And the more we trust the process, the more we open a space for all kinds of things to happen that just flat out can't happen when we're trying to fix everything. Yeah? Make sense? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I will see you next month, if not before. A couple things that are um, what I will say, I'm not trying to pitch anything at you, but what I will say is these kinds of conversations that we had today, we're having in the New World Portal on Mondays and Thursdays every week. So we're kind of staying in, um, in connection with this energy through this transformation, which is great. We also have a couple more spots available in the mentorship. Um, the mentorship um, started last Wednesday, but I'll let a couple more people in um, only up until tomorrow when we have that cycle and then we'll close that cycle out. So um, if that's of interest, that's available too. So let me see if there's anything else to share. Yeah, no, settle in for the ride because um, we're going to get to see a lot of really amazing shifts coming up. So, yeah, we'll just connect in with it. All right. Lots of love, everybody. Bye.